It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host. And on today's episode, oh, we got a good one for you today. I would like to welcome back on the show, Bart Bouchotts. Bart is in the market for a new EV. And I don't want to give too much away here. So I'm just going to say that Bart and I actually just sat down and we just chatted about EVs. It's not really an interview. It's more of just a really friendly chat. I had a lot of fun doing it. Before we get to our chat with Bart, there's a couple of things I need to do. First up, I need to thank our Patreon supporters for this show. Andrew, Friendly Sleet 66, Joseph, Jerbo, Jeffrey, Steve, Neil, Bruce W, Isaiah, Anthony, and Howard. Thank you all so much for supporting this show. Your support means a lot, so thank you very much. I genuinely appreciate you. If you want to join these folks, you can go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt. And yeah, thank you very much. All right, I have two quick news stories. One is real fast. GM is going to adopt the North America charging standard, which is the same charging adapter that Tesla uses. Ford now uses it. So it's Ford, Tesla, GM, and Aptera. Who will be the next automaker to adopt this standard? My guess is VW, but it could be Stellantis. All right, we got one more thing before we get to BART. And I, I'm putting this in here because it's relevant to the conversation. BART's looking for a new EV. It's not, you know, it doesn't specifically have to be a Tesla, but it does have to meet certain parameters, and we'll talk about those. I'm putting this in as a, hey, Bart, you might want to take a look at this, because Volvo revealed the EX30, which is an all-electric SUV. It's the smallest SUV in Volvo's lineup. It also holds the title for the fastest acceleration among Volvo's SUVs. The twin-motor performance trim of the EX30 can go from 0 to 60 in 3.4 seconds, which is pretty impressive. The EX30 incorporates environmentally friendly materials with 25% recycled aluminum, 17% recycled steel, and a similar percentage of recycled plastics and some other things like blue jeans in the construction of the vehicle. The interior features a modern design. It's highlighted with a single 12.3 portrait screen positioned in the center of the dashboard, a la Tesla, but it's portrait instead of landscape. Volvo removed the speakers from the doors to allow more door storage. So the only speaker in this car is up on the dash. In between the dash and the windshield, it's got a Harman Kardon soundbar that spans the entire width of the dash where it meets that windshield. The infotainment system is powered by Google but does not support Android Auto. Even though it's not compatible with Android Auto, it is compatible with wireless Apple CarPlay, which is great news because that's something Bart's looking for. Charging the EX30 is efficient. It's going to take you just under 30 minutes to get 10 to 80% range. Now, let's talk about range because this is where the vehicle falls short just a little bit. 
The starting range of this vehicle is 213 miles or 343 kilometers. And this, Volvo says, was designed for the folks who live in the city. And they're not doing that much driving. And they can get away with 213 miles. The maximum range on this vehicle is 298 miles or 480 kilometers. Now, here's the best news, because this is pretty impressive. The EX30... It is on sale for £33,795 in the UK or £34,950 in the United States. It's a pretty good deal. I don't know if, if you buy this in the US if it's going to qualify for those IRA tax credits, but it's still, that's a really affordable uh, EV, especially, you know, in today's numbers. The EX30 is available now in Europe which is pretty impressive since it was just announced a couple of days ago. And the price in Europe is right around 36,000 euros. And then we should see it in the UK and the United States the first quarter of 2024. This is a great looking car. And if you have a chance, just you know, take a moment and Google Volvo EX30 because it looks pretty cool. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. All right. Up next, we have our interview with Bart. A couple things you should know. One is I named this podcast Faffing About with the Bart Bouchots. That's not... <laughs> If you live in the United States, that might sound dirty, but it's not. Faffing about, to spend time doing things in a way that is not well organized, and that does not achieve much. Next, Bart lives in Ireland. In Ireland, they measure distance in kilometers, and they use, well, in the part of Ireland that he lives in, they pay for things in euros. So so for reference, one euro is roughly a dollar. It's a dollar eight. And when we're talking about kilometers... 500 kilometers is pretty close to 300 miles. So for above 500 kilometers, you know, you know, we're above 300 miles. So for below 500 kilometers, we're below 300 miles. That seemed really simple and probably didn't need to explain that. So let's go ahead and use that very awkward introduction and welcome Bart to the show. Hey, Bodie, I am delighted to be back. I'm delighted to have you back. You need a new EV. I do. Um, for various silly reasons that are, that are very boring and involve spreadsheets, I have basically been told I need to get into a cadence of replacing the car every two and a half to three years or I'm wasting money. It's like, sir, yes, sir. I pay you to tell me how to spend my money. I shall do that. So I want to buy a replacement for my Model 3, which 
I'm very fond of the car. I am very conflicted about the guy at the head of the company who made it. I don't trust him not to blow it up. Because he appears to have lost contact with reality. Or he's more grounded in reality than he's ever been in his entire life, Bart. It's all a matter of how you look at this. I don't know. He's at the very least (laughs) distracted. At the very least, he's distracted. So I I don't know. The car depends so much on the -the over-the-air updates. The car depends so much on, on having a vibrant company on the other end of the internet. And then I was getting very, very, very stressed about this. And then I was like, well, hang on a second. If the idea is to replace the car every two or three years, maybe I'm stressing too much about this. But I figured let's actually, let's not just blindly go, I like Tesla. I will buy another Tesla. Let's actually survey the field. Let's actually figure out what is available to me here in Ireland and how does it compare and so what I'm basically interested in is I want I want a longer range. So I have the, I think Tesla don't call it standard because that, that wouldn't sell well. They call it the extended range, which is not a long range. Standard yeah. extended or some city branding they gave the Model 3s here in Ireland. But it's basically 400 kilometers. And I would like more. I, I, at least 500. I'd kind of like 600 if I'm being honest. And I made a terrible, I made one mistake when I ordered the car. I did not order a tow bar because I was trying to save every penny I could. So I literally went to the Tesla website and turned everything off. I was like, I will take your cheapest car in the cheapest trim with the cheapest. I just basically turned it all off. And then I ended up with, then I actually, no, I lie. It was, I turned it all off. I looked at the bottom line and I went, I can afford blue. And so I switched the color to blue and paid a small amount extra because I do adore my blue cars. Um, so, yeah, I basically want a car with a bit more range. I definitely want a tow bar. Definitely want a tow bar because I want to be able to carry the bike outside the car. And at the moment, I'm carrying the bike inside the car. And that is, A, a giant pain. And B, I have put a really nasty scratch at the back of my car. Yeah, just going to ask. just has to happen once, right? One slip, once of one pedal. And it's like, so, yeah, there's a rather nasty gash in the back of the car. So don't do that again. No. So we, we have two requirements so far. We have blue and a tow bar. Blue, a tow bar, a longer range than I have now. Oh, yes. Three. The price point, ideally around about the same price as the Tesla Model 3 long range, but I'm prepared to go a little higher if someone makes it worth my while, but I don't really want to. I'd like to stay in the sort of basically, if you imagine the long range uh, Model 3 as being the ideal price point that I'm prepared to go five up or five down. So sort of put it that way. We're going to be talking about prices, but it's all going to be in euros. It's, just so it's all going to be in euro. And in Ireland, we have this thing called the vehicle registration tax or VRT, which is a bit like our VAT. So all of prices here in Ireland include VRT. So they have this extra tax on top of them all. So the Tesla Model 3 here, so the long range Model 3 here is 58,322 euro and 22 cent. Like, most of them rounded off to the nearest zero, but no, Elon is going to charge me down to the 322 euro and 22 cent. You have a, another number here called on the road. What is that? What is on the road? So some of the websites tell you what the delivery charges are and stuff and will actually give you the price of how much will it be for this car to be in my driveway. And it's always a little bit more than the list price of the car because they will charge you some stupid amount of money for getting it onto a boat onto this little island of ours. Okay, I gotcha. So you have a a two-person household. How, How important is size? Size is not really important so long as it's comfortable for the two of us and there is a way of carrying the bikes well. So ideally speaking, that's a tow bar and the bike out the back. Are you you both tall? One of, I'm not, but uh, my darling beloved most certainly is. Okay. Um, (laughs) You know, we are quite different in height. Um... Yeah, I'm five five eight, I think, and he's six four. So. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So you gotta you gotta keep a a comfortable seating for him. Yeah, and the Model Three, despite being sporty, is actually fine. So, which is nice. Um, 
Yeah, and the other thing, I genuinely have it as a column in my spreadsheet. I want a nice blue. Also, I really want CarPlay. I I will tolerate Bluetooth. I will not be forced to use Google. That 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 I don't want. But I'll tolerate Bluetooth because that's all I have on the Tesla. So it seems unfair to make the other cars um, reach a higher bar than Tesla's reaching. That seems unfair. So I'll tolerate Bluetooth. But really, I want CarPlay. Okay. Have you seen that Raspberry Pi uh, uh, setup where you can basically mirror CarPlay on your browser? I don't like faffing about with some things. Hackery is fun sometimes, but I don't know. I sort of want the car to just work and I want it to be nice and standard. So I'll be honest, uh, I'm not really interested in hacking it. I'd like the car to just do what it needs to do. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, And I was actually kind of surprised pleasantly surprised the vast majority of cars on sale here in ireland have carplay um the only ones i'm not sure of and it's not that i don't know for sure they might uh but hyundai's website will not tell me whether or not the ev6 has carplay but it definitely does bluetooth um and actually the volkswagens are on my spreadsheet as not having bluetooth because i wasn't sure but i did a test drive in the hyundai or in the volkswagens and they do have carplay so they actually get to go to carplay on my spreadsheet the uh, the Hyundai's here have CarPlay, so it would make sense that they would everywhere, right? I would hope so. In which case, the only the only one left on my spreadsheet then is um, actually I'm not sure about the Volvo. The Volvo brags about Google, but it doesn't mention Apple anywhere. Uh, although the Volvo, frankly, is out of consideration because it's just actually well. Hmm. I say that now that I'm looking at it. Um, but it actually has decent range. I should probably reconsider that Volvo. I'd forgotten about the Volvo. So, yeah, I have a spreadsheet in case people are wondering why I'm talking about this. Um, so, I basically, I put in a spreadsheet with all the things I care about and I started ranking them. And I started by ranking them by range. And the Tesla just wins hands down. Like, there's very little to compete with the Tesla in terms of just the raw range, which is kind of impressive. Yeah, so it looks like you have the Ionic Six here, which has a six hundred and fourteen kilometer range, and then actually, you're, yeah, the Ionic close. nipped in because the when I did the spreadsheet, the Ionic didn't exist yet. It was only the Ionic Five, and then the Ionic Six came out just a few weeks ago here, and so I put it in the spreadsheet, and it actually did jump over the. You're right, it jumped over the Model Three. So the Model Three is six hundred two kilometers. And the Ionic 6 is at 614, which is definitely the winner. And then you kind of have a big drop. Then there's nothing until you're into the 550s. Kind of, you know, if if the the Volvo XC40, I don't know, is is that, are the Volvos a thing over there in the States? They they are, they are. We have the XC40 recharge and just the standard ICE version of the same vehicle. Mm Mm-hmm. And of all the Volvos, the reach the XC40 recharge is the only one that looked even halfway interesting. I was really disappointed in the rest of the Volkswagen or the Volvo range. And then Volkswagen just charge into my spreadsheet, like with with Gay Abandon. You have the ID3. You have uh, well, you have basically Volkswagens in disguise, like the Skoda, uh, Enyaq. You have the Cupra Boron. Uh, do, do, do you guys have Cupra in the states? We do not. So they're a brand of Volkswagen that are designed to be sporty looking. So basically the Cooper Born is the ID3 with an angry face. Okay. Like, I, I can only describe it as being like a rock and roll version. Like their logo looks like something a death metal band would have. And it's it's like an angry, sporty version of the ID3. It's the same platform. Um, And the, the ID5 is in the mix there as well. And the ID4. And... For utter, total, and complete nostalgia, because I adore the old Volkswagens, I put the ID Buzz into my spreadsheet, and it falls off the bottom of the spreadsheet when I sort by range. Like, its range is terrible at 415. It's less than the Model 3. Yeah, they just announced that here in the United States, and it wasn't very good here as well. I think 270, right around 277 was the top in range. Yeah, and the other thing is, for a decent spec, the price also comes over my budget at 70000 700 yeah uh, so i went for test driving it anyway sort of to prove to myself i didn't want it which turned out to be very 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 easy um i think i made it as far as the gate to the dealership before my darling beloved was like ah oh, no and i think i made it 500 yards further before i was like uh no the thing 
it's tall and big, so you'd imagine you'd at least have a nice view up there. You can't see a bloody thing. The The windscreen is a mile in front of you. There's pillars in all the places there shouldn't be pillars. It's It's not a nice place to sit. And when you put your foot down, nothing happens. It's as if there's like, it's as if there's a pigeon connected to the throttle and the pigeon flies down to the engine and tells the engine what you'd like it to do. And then the engine goes, oh, forwards. Okay, I'll have a think about that. And then you hit the brake. Actually, the regen is awful. The, the regen, I didn't even know I had it on. I was like, I asked the dealer, I was like, is regen on? Like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, why am I hitting the brake pedal all the time? So, uh, it's, yeah. Yeah, I was so disappointed. From what I understand, some of the vehicles that are um, EVs, when you press on the brake, that's actually activating the regen. I don't know why that would be a thing, but that's um, bizarre. I think it's I think it's true in the Kia. Well, what's the uh, what's the Kia? Not Soul. It's the one that is the opposite of the Kona. Oh, Nero. Nero. Yeah. It, I believe that it op- it activates the. Somebody emailed me because I I had said that I had said something similar about the the regen, and they said actually mm. when you press on the brake you are getting regen and it doesn't go to the brake until you you're basically running out of regen. Like if if you have to like slam on the brakes like you would a Tesla, then it goes to the brakes. Well, on the so on the on so I did the test drive in the ID Buzz, and then as soon as we got back to the dealership, I was like, "No, thank you." Do you happen to have an ID four? And he said, "Well, yes, we do." So we went out again in the ID four, and both of them have the same thing where you have this very weird knob for changing into reverse or drive, and you hit it once to go into drive, and you hit it again to go into regen mode. So hmm. you have like drive and or. Uh, you, sorry, you have drive, and they call it B for braking i guess because or is for reverse so the thing has like you turn it one way for reverse one way for normal drive and one way for be a proper ev um as opposed to being a setting you can just have which is really silly um it's the dashboard is not pleasing either i may be very very spoiled by the tesla that is that is entirely possible but uh, my darling beloved said look fisher price made the inside of the car i I don't want to bash Volkswagens because I think Volkswagen makes a really good car. I think they're they're going the right direction, but I do think they had so many problems with their software. They had so many problems getting mm. the ID four out the door. I think the MEB Plus platform, which is what they're working on now, is going to be a better way to go than their current platform. But having said that, there are people who listen to the show who love their Volkswagens. Well, okay, so the ID4 is a way, way, way nicer drive than the ID Buzz, like way nicer. If I had never had a Tesla, I would like the ID4. If I had come from an ICE car and got in the ID4, I would have liked it. The problem is when I left the dealership, I got back into my Model 3 and I was like, nope, this is a nicer place to be. And I'm not upgrading to a car that doesn't feel at least as nice as what I have now. So I think in the abs, and in fact, if my budget was a little lower, the ID3, I think, would be the car I'd probably be looking at because particularly we now have a second gen ID3 here in Europe, uh, which is basically an upgraded version of their platform. And that that seems like a really nice car. Is that something you test? Well, let's do this because you have a list here and we're kind of jumping about. We do. And if you can't see the list, uh, we might be confusing some folks. So. You, you started off with uh, the Renault Nissan Mitsubishi Alliance, um, the Megan E Tech. Sorry, my family keeps going in and out of the garage. <laughs> they know I'm recording, but it doesn't seem to matter. Anyway, yeah, you uh, should you should probably ignore the group column at the front. I sort of put that there so I could figure out which platform the cars were on, but really, it's the make and model is kind of the interesting okay. stuff. Okay, so we got uh, the the Megan E Tech electric. Uh, do for the Renault we? online uh, four. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I've, sorry. I've I've resorted mine by range because that's just oh. silly of me. Yeah. So I yeah the Renault. I I wanted to have a look at the Renaults because I've always had a thing actually, particularly for I kind of like French cars. I kind of like the look of French cars. I like the quirkiness of French cars. 
Um, we've had a lot of Renaults in the family over the years. A lot of very fond childhood memories of the Renault 9, which is a terrible car, by the way. An awful car, but my grandfather drove it for like 20 years. And so I sort of I have a very soft spot for it. And particularly the Citroëns, which are also French cars I kind of love. And so I really, really wanted to find a good EV from Europe. I really struggled. That that one Renault is is it. Um, and the Megane E-Tech, it is all electric, it, but it's only got a 450 kilometer range. And I, yeah, I was just really disappointed in it. I, I really wish I'd seen better from, from Renault. Um, but that same group is showing promise because that same group also make um, Nissan, as you guys would call it, or Nissan, as we call it. And one of the cars that's really doing well here in Europe is the Aria from Nissan. Yeah. And it's like its range is 530, which is decent, but its price is a little high on my end. It's six. It's nearly 70 grand here in euro. And... You know, remember the I'm sort of setting the model. You know, I'm setting the bar at sort of the Tesla, which is you know fifty nine, so or, or you know fifty eight, fifty nine. So it's an extra ten grand, and it's too big for the two of us, to be honest. Like it, that is a big car. I I so when I first saw it, uh, when they first announced it, I thought it was going to be roughly the size of like a, a Ford Escape, right? Not a small SUV, mm. but. You're right. I, there's a couple of those running around our neighborhood, and they are much larger than I thought they would be. There's there's actually three of them on our street. Uh, they're really popular here. Uh, and I actually, I, w- I was talking to the Nissan dealer, and he said, look, they're a great car, but I can't sell you one at the moment because I can't get enough stock. You're going to be waiting at least six months. It's like, well, as it happens, that's not a problem, but wow. So they are yeah. selling like absolute hotcakes here. And when you see them, so we have ID3s, ID4s, we have a Polestar on the street as well. And we have a whole bunch of these Nissans. And it's the biggest. It is the biggest EV you see here. Because we don't have like the F40. Because we don't do, Irish people don't drive trucks. Like, so we, we don't have the F40 here. So really the biggest EV I see around is is that Nissan. Except perhaps the um, the Audi, the, the big Audi e-tron as well. That's another big EV. Um, so my brother actually owns one of them. And... Obviously, I, I I had a bit of a go since it's my brother's car, and it's yeah, it it didn't. It's too big for us, so I looked. I was more interested in the Q4 e-tron than the big e-tron. But I I don't know. Again, I, I like the I like Apple products because they're simple. I like the Tesla because it's so IKEA in there. And I got into the the Audi, and honestly. It felt like someone ate all the buttons and then someone told them a joke and they did a spit take and went, oh yeah, that'll do. <laughs> That's the design of the car done. There are buttons everywhere. We are finished here. Um, it's, yes, yeah, so my brother likes it, um, but I don't know. I, I didn't feel, I, I didn't feel it. I got in the car and I didn't feel it. It didn't. And again, you know, it's it's a little on the large side. I, I'm not really into crossovers, which which may put me completely out of step with most people, by the way, because I see so many crossovers on the road here. Um, the other one that's really popular here that I see all the time, which is also from the Volkswagen Group, is the Skodas. So the Enyaq, you see so many Enyaqs on the road. Um, do you guys have Skodas or is that another one of these European brands? We don't. We don't. So basically, Skoda is um, Volkswagen's economy brand. So instead of selling cheaper Volkswagens, they rebadge them as Skodas, but it's really the same car with less trim. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't, I, I don't know if that's maybe that's a European thing where they try to preserve their brand. It's a bit like um, Toyota don't Toyota want to keep Lexus separate so that the Lexuses are more valuable. Volkswagen want to keep Volkswagen separate so they use Skoda for the cheaper stuff. Yeah, Neo just announced that they're going to come out with a an economy brand as well. Which, you know, when your cars cost 60 plus thousand dollars, I don't know what economy amounts to, but <laughs> Yeah. Who is that you were making fun of on the show for their, you know, everyone's complaining our cars cost a lot, but we have a cheap one at 87 grand. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was that was Lucid. Lucid, yeah, I very, 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 very briefly considered Lucid. Took one look at the bottom line on the website and went, nope, next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So just as a point of reference for folks who listen here in the, the U.S. and one other country that does miles instead of kilometers, 500 kilometers is roughly 300 miles. So uh, we're either above or below 300 miles, basic, basically, when he talks about, uh, you know, 415. 600 kilometers. Got, what is 415? Like 260 miles, something like that. Let me see. So 415... Uh, Siri should really do this, right? KM in miles is 257. So let's call it 260. So 415, which is basically what the Model 3 does, is 260. Let's yeah. And so if I go for the long range Model 3, that brings me up to, was it 600 KM in miles? That brings me up to 375. God, this sounds so much worse in miles. It sounds way better in kilometers. I like kilometers better. Um, the, the other ones that are really interesting to me are the Hyundai slash Kia, because that's basically the same car, right? So the Ionic 5 is spectacularly popular here. with its, And it, they're so easy to spot on the road with that very strange square. I mean, they're even on your logo. Um, yeah. Your podcast logo that's is currently like the Ionic 5. It's very distinctive, right? How many cars have square headlights with the square dashboard? And they've got a thing going on. I kind of like it. Yeah. And the the same car with a different body is, is the EV6 from uh, um, Hyundai. Is it? No, wait. Kia. The, the Kia, sorry, from Kia. And the EV6, I kind of prefer, prefer the look of the EV6. But then they came out with the Ionic 6. And wow. So... Of all of the cars I've been in other than the Tesla, the one with the nicest interior up until they brought uh, up uh, so far that I've seen is the Ionic 5. Like the Ionic 5, it has a few more buttons than the Tesla, which I think you and Alison and I kind of think I'm on your page too. There can be too few buttons. Mm-hmm. And so the Ionic 5 has a has a dashboard that is it's not a big bar for buttons and it's mostly amazing screens and a lot of them. But it does have a few important buttons. And the Onyx 6 is basically the same dashboard, and so is the EV6. So that Ionic 6 with its really nice interior, uh, it also is the longest range now. And that outside, wow. Like, one passed me on the street a week and a half, about two weeks ago. And at first, I thought it was an EV uh, 911. Like, I thought, why does this sound like an EV and what does it look like an 911? And then I saw the, the badge and I was like, what? So then I went to the internet and I was like, oh my God, that's the Ionic 6 that people said was a bit weird. Wow. What do you think of the back? Well, the back's what makes it look like a Porsche, right? Uh, why does it so the front? No, the whole thing looks like a Porsche. Um, the, I like the back because it's retro. But I can imagine it turns some people off. I saw it first at CES. I was pulling into a parking lot outside the convention center, and it pulled up next to me, and I got really excited. And then it drove because it was they let it through, obviously, because they didn't have to check a badge. They let it through, and it drove by, and I went, "Oh, good lord!" Oh no! But then, like, if 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 Hyundai qualified for the seventy five hundred dollar tax credit, I'd be driving an Ionic six because after that, I saw them driving around here a little bit. I've been to the dealer several times and I was like, oh, this is like even the inside of the car. You're right. The inside of the car is very well thought out. Nobody took all the buttons, threw them in their mouth and then vomited them back onto the dashboard on this. It was I well thought out. I did say spit out. take. I was nicer, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you solve something for me? You know, the buttons, the, mm-hmm. the, the row of buttons underneath in my memory on this is they have a little bit of a haptic feel to them. Or is it that or are they just touch capacitive of those buttons underneath the screen? Because they're not real buttons. Ooh. I, I didn't, I didn't pay enough attention to that. Um, so I, I only got to be a passenger in the Ionic uh, because I wasn't from a dealer; it was a friend. So I, I got to watch it in use as opposed to actually drive it myself. Which is why it's on my shortlist. By the way, the Ionic Six is on my shortlist for my next test drive. Um, actually, at this stage, let me just look through my list here. Right, so I've, let's get rid of the ones I'm not interested in. I'm really sorry that Ford don't have anything decent, but the, there is only one EV from Ford here in Europe. It's the Mach-E. And I love me a Mustang. 
Like, there are very few sports cars I find, sorry, there are very few American sports cars I find appealing. But if you give me, say, a Mustang from about 10 years ago in blue with a white stripe, you have me. I'm sorry, like, I know it's a petrol burning evil thing, but gosh darn it, you have me. That is, oh, I love them so much. And so when I heard that uh, Ford were doing an EV version of the Mustang, I was like, yes, this is for me. And the first time I saw it in the flesh, my heart just sank. I, 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 oh, no, it doesn't work for me. It's, it's this big, tall crossover thing. It's not a sports car. It's an SUV. And then I looked at the range and it was 440 kilometers. So basically the same as the Tesla. And then I looked at the price tag. 70 grand. And I remember you talking on the show that they were not going to reduce their prices because stuff. But, oh, no. I'm, I was a Ford driver for a decade. Like, I, I have nothing against Ford. I learned to drive in a Ford. Isn't but, that the, the, oh. tr- the vehicle you traded in before you got your Tesla? It is, yeah. Really old Ford Fiesta. Um, yeah, that's right. The guy, the guy from the Tesla dealer looked so disappointed because he had to, it was it was during COVID, so he had to home deliver the car. So he drove out to my house in a beautiful Model Three, and he drove home in a twenty year old Ford Fiesta. He was not a happy camper, but I was. <laughs> but yeah, we I I wanted to like the Ford, but it just wasn't working. So that one disappeared off the list. Um, what else have we not come to then? Yeah, so now we're into the ones that I'm actually thinking of test driving, right? So I've done the Volkswagens, and the ID4 would be nice if I hadn't been spoiled by owning a Tesla. I, I think if I was coming from a nice vehicle and I had never been in a Tesla, I would probably end up as a, an ID3 or an ID4 owner. The big panoramic roof and stuff on the ID5, it's nice, but I'm not sure it's worth the extra money. The extra, basically the extra four and a half grand to go from the ID4 up to the ID5. Yeah, I'm sure people can argue about that because it's basically the same car, right? It's just one of them has got a shinier everything, I guess. I guess you're paying for the shiny really with the ID5, isn't it? You're shiny, paying for the shiny for everything. Yeah. Um, And then, so then we're left with the ones I'm actually going to really give another go here. So... I definitely want to drive the Polestar. I, I want to experience it. Um, it's got a European connection, which I kind of like. It's got a look that I was uh, I was saying to you in the pre-show. It's like a crossover is halfway between a car and an SUV. And the Polestar is like halfway between a car and a crossover. So is that like a cross crossover? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, like crossover? A, it's like a muscly sedan. Yeah, it's like someone took a sedan and made it just a little bit bigger. Yeah. And it's got that very distinctive look, a bit like the ID, like um, the Ionic 5, right? It's got a quite a boxy look. It's It looks aerodynamic, but it's very square, which is kind of an interesting thing to pull off. And initially, I was really turned off by the fact that their marketing was Google, 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 as if it was a good thing to have your car invade all of your privacy. But I think they're overplaying that a bit and it's actually Google's very low level operating system and it actually does do CarPlay and stuff. So I've decided to give to give them a go. So I'm going to go for a test drive in the Polestar 2. Um, the 3 is not on sale here in Ireland, probably because it's not really the kind of car Irish people buy. And I don't think the 1 exists anymore, does it? Or it's certainly isn't no. on sale here. The 1, I believe, was a was a hybrid. And then the two yeah, was the all electric, and the one was more expensive than the two, and the three. Don't quote me on this. I want to say they paused production on the three to kind of retool because I don't think it was selling at the numbers that they would liked. Ah. I could be wrong on that. It might be a different car I'm thinking of. Well, here in Ireland, there's only one of them available. You go to their website and they give you a choice of, you can have a Polestar 2 in many colours, uh, you know, at different trim levels, but really it's a Polestar 2. But I'm definitely going to test drive the Polestar 2. That one is, is in with a real chance. I am absolutely going to do the Ionic 6 because price-wise, there's a thousand between it and the Tesla. Range-wise, it's basically the same. They're both extremely pretty cars. Like, the Ionic 6 is a little more opinionated than the Tesla. The Tesla's probably going to make more people like it more, but I kind of like the bravery of the Ionic 6. I thought the the Ionic 6's interior is way better than the Tesla's, and that's where, because I also wanted CarPlay. 
but I'll 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 do the Raspberry Pi thing. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. That was in the pre-show, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah was like, it in the pre-show? Oh. The that wasn't the pre-show because yeah. I, I don't think I said faffing around. I may have used a different word. Um, yeah. In that in that case, there you could put uh, you can mirror CarPlay through a browser and and a Raspberry Pi. Or you could buy a, a, a pre-setup thing, but I don't know why you'd spend $100 when you can spend 30 and a little bit of time to do it. But so I am, I'm all in on, on just making my car, uh, current car, have CarPlay. But <laughs> I really wanted CarPlay because there, so much of what I do is on my phone. And yes. I, don't, I don't need uh, what Tesla thinks is a good mapping app. I already like the one that I have. I, I use Waze for long distance and Apple Maps for around home. And I've already found that uh, Tesla's mapping system isn't always accurate in the area that I live in anyway. Okay, so it's not just me. So I pretty much always drive with my iPhone connected over Bluetooth telling me what to do. And because I wear the Apple Watch, I get the taps on my wrist saying whether it's left and right or stuff. So I actually, I leave, I leave Tesla's map visible so I can see a bird's eye view of where I am. But I navigate with my iPhone and my Apple Watch. And we were going actually to the Volkswagen dealer. And we got a bit lost and I, I sort of went, oh, what the heck? Let's just let's just tell the Tesla to get us there. So for the first time in about a year and a half, I trusted Tesla maps. They suck. They absolutely suck. They have no lane information. Siri is amazingly good at telling you, you know, stay in the left two lanes. The other thing I love about, about, about Apple maps is they'll say things like, past these lights and at the next lights because oftentimes things are very close together and it's a bit confusing she's like she's really good about telling you what could be confusing what lane to be in at all times she's so good and the tesla lady tesla lady had a better voice though she was she was more soothing although maybe that's a bad thing maybe it put me to sleep uh but also she can't pronounce irish place names like Apple is shockingly good at Irish place names. We actually, we didn't understand. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing she doesn't do, Tesla lady. She doesn't tell you what road you're joining. So Apple Maps says, take the third exit onto the N4 or take the second exit onto Pierce Street. So the onto is so important to make sure you're getting it right. Tesla just says, take the third exit. Only she meant the second. And she didn't say she can't count. And she doesn't say what road it should be going on to. So I ignored her because I was pretty sure she was wrong. And then when I looked, I was like, oh, I did exactly the right thing. But one, two, three, you said second exit. Anyway, so that was that was within three mile. And I was like, nope, you're done. You're never I'm not using you anymore. I will give another little tip of the hat to uh, to Siri, because when we go to Hawaii, which we do fairly often, uh, every couple of years, when we go to Hawaii, it pronounces Hawaiian road names, which are um, almost uh, probably almost, if not as complicated as roads in New Zealand, which, you know, I can't pronounce them. That's how I learned how to pronounce them is through Siri. Wow. OK, so at this stage, I'm going to make sure. I get, so the Ionic 6, I really want to do a test drive because I really want to feel what the interior is like. Like if, if that car is as nice to be in as a Tesla, it's in with a real shot here. Um. The other one I really want to test drive is the Polestar we've already talked about, because, again, what I kind of like about the Polestar is that they're they're not a big company that's trying to do EVs. They're a modern tech company that's doing the software and the hardware like Tesla, right? It's the same model as the Tesla and that worked so well for Tesla. So I really want to see them do well. So I, I want to give them a go. And then the other one I, I really want to test drive because they are just so good at making cars is Toyota. Now. They went, they took a wrong turn as far as I'm concerned when it comes to electric. So every single Toyota they sell in Ireland is at least a hybrid. They don't sell any cars that aren't at least hybrids, which is interesting. But they sell a grand total of one EV. There is, and that's only just come on the market here. That's the, and this is a terrible name, by the way. I remember when Toyotas had fun names, like we had a Toyota Carina for most of my childhood. Um, Carina 2 and then a Carina E. Um, but now it is a BZ4X, which I have figured out. BZ is their brand name for full EVs. It means beyond zero. Apparently, they think their batteries can suck carbon dioxide out of the air. Um, the X means it's a crossover. 
and I think the four is a size class because it's oh. the same size as an ID four. So the, I think that's how it got its name. Anyway, it's the BZ, lowercase b, uppercase z, 4X. It's a crossover looking thing about the size of an ID4. Its styling is way more aggressive than the, the Volkswagens. It, it's, it's got a very, very angular, very stern sort of modern look to it, um, which some people might find hit or miss, but I kind of find it slightly appealing, actually. And like I say, we have driven so many Toyotas over the years and they don't, they seem to make unbreakable cars. Um, it is the the abuse our Karina took over the years because at the time Dad was working in the wind wind the wind energy business in a very hands on way. So we would be driving that car up mountains, and you can actually feel the rocks banging off the floor and stuff. <laughs> and that Toyota went on to be twenty years old. Like we sold it to a friend of my brother's who drove it until it was 22 years old. Wow. After we had abused it like you wouldn't believe. So I figure if Toyota are making an EV and it's a good price, and actually the other thing that Toyota has going for it, it is the cheapest car that's above 500 kilometer range. It's only 54 grand, which, you know, that's four grand less than the Model 3. And it's an... You know, it's definitely an interesting car from a company who've earned my respect. So how could I not give them a test drive? And so that's kind of what I boiled it down to. The Toyota, the Polestar, the Onyx 6, and, you know, the one I know so well, the Model 3. So can I throw a wrench in this? Oh, please. Yes, that's the whole point of this conversation. I, I, I want your expertise. Do you have any BYDs? What is a BYD when it's at home? <laughs> What's that? What is a BYD? I don't know. Oh, the, uh, the build your dream cars. Let's see. I know they're in Europe. Maybe they're not in Ireland. BYD, like the Auto ATTO. I am not. I have. I have not noticed them. But that doesn't mean they don't exist. So, what did you say it was called? A BYD. ATTO. ATTO. Three, three Ireland. Well, yeah. Google Google is telling me something about it. Oh, they have a .ie website. They are they Ooh. are very very popular in uh, in terms of uh, the. I've never driven one because they don't they're not here in the U.S. But in terms of reviews, if you just like go to YouTube and and look at the reviews, people seem to like this car a lot. They already immediately get a win because their website has blue for... Oh, no, there's one red one, but their website is all blue, so that immediately got me... These actually look really interesting. Yeah, they got a little bit of a Toyota feel to them. They do. They. they, they. I have a feeling I've seen these but not recognized the badge. Ooh. No, you, this is good. I like this. I think I may have a fifth one to go test drive. Starting from 39,000, that's... That is very good. Yeah, so we seem to have... We only seem to have the Atos here. So we have the Atto 3 Active Comfort and Design. Design sounds nice. Yeah, they, they've reviewed really, really well, these cars. And the, the screen, as you can see, if you look at... I don't even know if we're looking at the same thing. But the screen will tilt from landscape to portrait as well. Oh, I like actually the the... The interior is very Tesla-esque in that lovely minimalistic way, but it's got a few extra screens. You've one behind the steering wheel and one in the center console. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Bodie, thank you. I was really hoping you'd find some sort of... Yeah, this, no, this is good. This is very good. I'm liking what I see here. Okay. Yeah, this, this is... These get a test drive, definitely. Perfect. And I, I actually, if you don't... If you would like to come on and tell me what you think after your test drive, I'd really like to, to hear your honest thoughts on this. Definitely. No, I'm happy to come back now. Um, I'm not going to be doing these test drives for a while until I have a few weeks of annual leave. But when I have done my test drives, I would love to come back and talk to you. And these these guys look very interesting. Okay, so we got that. Would you consider waiting to see what Tesla's going to do with the Model 3 because there's a redesign coming? When you say coming, how soon? Man, it seems like it's really soon. Like we're seeing more and more, and Tesla's really not going out of their way to hide these art, uh, uh, you know, shut down these articles about it. And there's lots of, of 
photos of the front end of this car, which to me just makes it look a little bit sportier. It doesn't look all that different, but yeah, we we keep this week. I've read a story that said that we would hear about it the the Model Three Highland this week, and no, we haven't heard about oh. it. Oh. So. Well, I'm not going to be buying anything. Like, I, I'm not going to be in actually buying something until early 2024. Okay. January, January, December, maybe December this year, January next year. So you got a little time. So if they come out with it and they sell it to Ireland, because uh, you talked about it on the show, but they, they're not being nice to us people who drive on the wrong side of the road because we cannot get um, X, uh, Model X or Model S here anymore. They're just gone. Yeah, I think that's that's has more to do with the fact that that's a really low volume car, and it's probably even less volume in certain countries. So, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. It still worries me a bit that we're not considered important enough. So that makes me think: Are when will we get the new Model Three? Mm. Then again, the Model Three sell like hotcakes here. The Model Three is very popular here. Um, I, I I used to when I bought mine I started to keep track of who in the neighborhood had one but at this stage it's, there's no point they're just everywhere and if they're not threes they're wise uh, so many model wise so many model threes yeah and you guys the in in that area I I don't know if Germany's building your right hand drive vehicles and then they get shipped to you but it's um, well mine came from China but mine is two and a half years old yeah. I wouldn't be concerned about it. I think they want. I think they want to push, like the Model S. Even for in the United States, my wife and I rented a Model S and drove it around a couple of years ago. And hmm. uh, my wife's like, "This car is entirely too big." And I live in an area that has, you know, four lane roads with a turning lane is very common in the residential areas of where I live. And for my wife to say this car is way too big. You know, you can imagine there are places that I've parked, you know, in like Rome where there's no way. I don't know where you would park a Model S <laughs> in Rome unless you just left it on the, the road and absorbed the ticket well, cost. By Irish standards, the Model 3 is a big car. Now, the Model 3 hides it very well with its styling. But when I first got into the Model 3 and I went down my first Irish back road, it's bloody wide. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm oh, sure. wow, is it wide. Uh, yeah, that's, I call it a yank tank. It's a bit of a joke. I, I call it my yank tank. Um, but it, it, like, I know you guys think it's a tiny car, but it's not. <laughs> not by us Europeans. And you're right. If I went to Italy with it, I'd, I, I literally think there are streets I could just not enter yeah. with the Model 3. It just wouldn't fit. Yeah, even in the country, you, you, you'd be hard-pressed to, to take that car anywhere. Yeah. Okay, well, buddy, I was really hoping you had some sort of little surprise for me. This Atto 3, I'm, I'm very keen. Excellent. So I, I have two things to ask you, two favors. One mm -hmm. is please okay. come on when, when you've test-driven the Atto. And the other thing is, is when you've made your decision, please come on and share. Yes, I will, because at that stage I will have test-driven everything that's on the shortlist, and I will I will have an opinion for, for what it's worth. Um but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I definitely will, Bodie. I promise you to do both of those things. Thank you very much. And you know what? It's if people don't know, it's like midnight where Bart is. Like I I saw the sun go down. <laughs> you so. did actually, yeah, because my window's behind me here. So yeah. you literally did. Yeah. Um, and your your timing is perfect because uh, my cup of coffee is almost empty as we're wrapping up. So uh, perfect timing, Bodie. This is Excellent. the perfect length podcast. Well, <laughs> there. 49 minutes that's usually where it goes so much thank you so much bart for coming on i appreciate it now as i say buddy it's always a pleasure to talk to you and it's i always i always listen to your show i love hearing your opinions and it's really nice when you talk back to me well you know what while we're while we're talking about that you have a ton of podcasts like let's talk apple with uh well you have a random guest on that like who was the last person in may um she was a financial person she was really good ah, laura yes uh, linda. linda 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 goucher linda is fantastic because linda is like 
the perfect compliment to me because as far as I, until I started listening to Linda tell me things and listening to you with your earning skulls and stuff, I did not understand finance. I did not understand markets. I did not understand earnings calls. I did not understand PE ratios. I did not understand any of the things that you hear them say on those earnings calls you pay sippets from. It was all Greek to me. And Linda has been so good to both my education and the podcast because she really knows her stuff and she can translate it into human speak, which is invaluable. And she did. I I actually learned quite a bit from listening to her. So, but tell us about the other podcasts that you host. Yeah, so I do. So Let's Talk Apple is a monthly show. And my idea is there's lots of daily Apple shows, right? And you get lost for the trees. So I take a once a month view of the forest. And then the other show I do once a month is Let's Talk Photography. And the format is there is no format. Sometimes I have guests on, sometimes I have a panel on, sometimes it's just me yakking away. The the format changes all the time. But the key thing is it is about the art and craft of photography. It's not a gear show. So, you know, what is a telephoto lens as opposed to is this lens from Tamron worth the money? So it's about the creative side of photography. And then a friend of of your show and of mine, uh, Alison, has me on uh, every second week doing a segment called Security Bits, where I try to tell people about important IT security stuff without scaring the pants off them. Um, And then myself and Alison are doing a very silly thing. We're trying to teach programming through an audio podcast. It's called Programming by Stealth. We're on episode 250 something. So I guess we're doing okay. (laughs) <laughs> and, and it's not all that scary because you guys, you, you have very good show notes where you explain all the stuff that you talked about. We try to anyway. Yeah, and we have a community going, so I guess there's something going on there. But yeah, so, and we, we started off doing Taming the Terminal, which was the same idea for learning to get the terminal. And since that worked, we went on to do programming stuff. And the great thing is it's completely evergreen, so you can always go back in time and start at episode one. Um one thing I will say is myself and Alison have learned a lot. So myself and Alison are better podcasters by episode 150, whatever, than we were <laughs> at episode one. Uh, but the content is evergreen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every, everybody could say that for sure. So I, I have to I have to say two nice things about you. So I don't mean to embarrass Aww. you. But the first one is I love your photos on, 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 on Twitter. Whenever you take photo- oh, photos, you. I just imagine you just like walking around. And you're like, I'm going to take a beautiful photo of this quaint little village. That is literally what happens, Bodhi. They're all on my iPhone. And it is just as I am walking around, I am always I am always looking at the world for a photograph. And when I see one, I snap it. And then it just goes on to the Internet. And that's the great thing about the iPhone, right? See it, snap it, post it. Happens yes, in 30 seconds. As somebody who lives on, on the in the core of the sun, I appreciate that you have colors there that aren't brown. <laughs> the other thing yes. is and I'll, I'll wrap this up but the other thing is is uh your your security bits this is how when i talk to my friends and my coworkers, who i love but this is how i treat them like they're stupid i take your information and i'm like i can't believe you guys don't know this stuff and <laughs> i completely make them feel like morons which is fine because I don't know how to replace a door and they make me feel like moron, a moron when I ask them to come over and replace a door for me or whatever. So it all works out. It's all in good, fun, love. But I learned so much from both of those. Uh, well, from Let's Talk Apple, but I learned so much from Security Bits. So I really appreciate you guys doing that. Well, thank you, Bodhi. I really, I really appreciate you saying that. That's that's. I, I'm blushing now because we are we don't take compliments here in Ireland. We're we're not we're not American like that. But thank you, thank you very much. Oh yeah, well you're a pretty nice fellow too. <laughs> so there you go. Keep it going. <laughs> Cheers, Bodhi. All right, Bart. Thank you so much. My absolute pleasure. And talk to you soon. I would like to thank Bart for coming on the show and being so generous with his time. I mentioned this in the chat that we had, but honestly, it was late. Like, I don't know, probably 10, 30, 11. It was probably midnight before we got done. And he was just really generous with his time. So thank you, Bart, so much for coming on and doing that. And here's the other thing is I've only talked to Bart uh, in real life. We've chatted you know, online a little bit, but I've only really talked to Bart twice in real life. And each time I feel like I could talk to him forever. Like it is just a, an easy conversation. So we'll definitely have to look at getting Bart back on the show again, because he was on last time on episode 280, which was way back in February of 2022. 
All right, let's wrap this up. I do want to let you know that I'll put a link to all of the cars that we talked about today in the show notes, as well as all the places that you can find BART online. All right, everyone, thank you so much for listening to our show this week. I will talk to you on Tuesday. I actually, while I have you, Bodhi, I just want to say I think you're nuts not to get a level two charger straight away. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.